Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. We're continuing our discussion uh, on the idea of how can evil and suffering exist with a loving God. Uh, Last week's episode, we answered the question, where does evil and suffering come from? Now, we understand we cannot dismiss evil and suffering, but we cannot dismiss God's attributes, that God exists, that God is love, that God is all good, that he's all powerful and all knowing. And so we're trying to reconcile, or if I can say better, maybe to have a better understanding of how these uh, things coexist, because we see that in our world and we understand they do all exist. Now, we said, where does uh, evil and suffering come from? We said God created the possibility of evil. He didn't create evil. He created the possibility of evil. It was man that produced evil's potential. You see, there is an impossibility for man to have a free will and not have the opportunity or the potential for evil as man has the potential to choose right or wrong. And since he has the opportunity to choose, if he chooses right, great. If he does not, then there's the opportunity for evil and suffering. And so the next question I think comes right in line with that. Well, okay, we understand where evil and suffering comes from. From. It comes from man's free will. God did not uh, desire evil to exist, but because he gave man a free will, we saw Adam and Eve in the garden. Uh, they chose willfully uh, to disobey God's one command. It wasn't that they had uh, all these commands they couldn't do and one thing they could enjoy. It was the other way around. They could enjoy everything in the garden but the one thing, and that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so knowing that, why does God not stop the evil and suffering then? You said he's all-powerful, then why does he stop it? Well, that brings us right back to free will. Removing evil removes man's freedom. Now, let me say this. Okay, we're, we're making an accusation towards God of why doesn't he stop the evil and suffering. Now, just for a moment, I want you to take God's place. And I want you to create a better world in which you stop all suffering. But in doing so, you must think completely through the consequences of everything you do. What do I mean by that? Well, each time you use force to remove evil, you are doing what? You're removing man's freedom. So in order to prevent all evil and suffering would be to remove all freedom. Now what do we have a result? Now you have reduced humans to mere robots who have lost the ability to love. Now, God did not create us to be robots, and you and I are thankful for that, that we don't have something or someone uh, controlling what we do. I mean, you think about America, and it is founded upon freedom. The fact that you and I can make our own decisions, we can choose via the liberty of our conscience uh, what we want to pursue, what we want to do within the bounds of the law. And so if we're going to ask God to remove or stop all the evil and suffering, he's going to have to remove our freedom because that's where the evil and suffering comes from. And so we think about why does God not stop the evil and suffering? Well, first, removing the evil removes man's freedom. Then secondly, there is potential for good to come from evil and suffering. So God does not stop it, but he uses it. 
to bring about something good. Now, I said in our last episode, now, while somebody may be going through a severe trial, evil and suffering has come into their life, we we have to be very careful how we respond to them. We're talking on this episode, uh, really the theological thinking and implications of evil and suffering, but sometimes on the ground, in the trenches, if uh, somebody's experienced, we, we have to be careful what we say and how we say, because they may not be ready to digest it. Meaning many times we'll say, well, God's going to bring good out of that. Just, just trust, just have more faith. And sometimes people don't need to hear that at that moment. You know, they know it internally, but they need to process the evil or the suffering they're experiencing. And so sometimes we need to kind of wait before we share stuff like that. But there is potential for good to come from evil and suffering. We see that throughout Scripture. I think the, the case in point is Joseph. Think about the life of Joseph. Now, he had evil and suffering coming into his life, not because he chose it, not because of anything he did. His brothers forced it into his life. If you're not familiar with uh, Joseph's life, uh, his brothers became very jealous of him. His father seemed to favor him, gave him a coat, the Bible says, of many colors, which was a special coat and uh, emphasized uh, his father's uh, devotion to him and love for him, and it caused jealousy. And so what they did, they devised a plan to where they were going to kill their younger brother. But one of the brothers said, no, please, let's don't kill him. Rather, let's put him in this pit. Uh, They were going to leave him in the pit. Rather, let's let's sell him. And they did that. They sold him into slavery. And Joseph ended up in Egypt, and uh, God honored that. And he was uh, promoted there in uh, Pharaoh's uh, house, Potiphar's house. And uh, very quickly, unfortunately, somebody else caused circumstances to come in his life. Potiphar's wife began to desire for him to have an affair. And he told her no. He said no. He said no. He was being a man of integrity. And finally, she got mad and uh, made it seem like he had tried to uh, rape her and uh, had him thrown in prison. And there in prison for what we think of maybe about two years, you have to think about what's going on in Joseph's mind. I mean, obviously, he's like, man, I don't deserve this. What did I do? Why, God? Uh, I've tried to do everything right, but this is the circumstances that I find myself in. And then he uh, had the baker and the butler there, and he uh, uh, helped one of them and said, just remember me when you get out, and he failed to remember him. But finally, Joseph got out. God's favor was upon him, and uh, he was able to preserve life. He had uh, interpreted the dream, and uh, they knew to store up food for many years there. And then his brothers came back to him looking for food. Unknowing that it was him, he provided them with food and uh, helped his family live and helped uh, the nation survive. And we come to the very end, and there's a powerful, powerful statement uh, that Joseph makes to his brothers. Genesis chapter 50, verse number 20, it says, But as for you, ye thought evil against me. So he says, look, you uh, thought of these things. You produced this evil in my life. But watch this. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Think about that. So the evil that maybe Satan uh, produces, the evil that our decisions produce, God 
can and does use it to bring about good. So you say, why doesn't he stop evil and suffering? Because he uses it for the potential to produce good. Romans 8.28 is a kind of a familiar passage to many people, and sometimes this will get thrown around or kind of quoted to somebody, maybe in a, a time of trial. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We understand all things, not all things will be good, but all things, what are those things? The decisions, the circumstances, the evil, the suffering, the victories, the the happiness, everything worked together for good. And so God is producing good from evil and suffering. That's why he does not stop it. One writer said, all suffering contains at least the opportunity for good, but not everyone actualizes that potential. You know, you may say, how could anything good come out of evil and suffering? Let me just give you three thoughts here briefly. Number one is this, suffering tests and strengthens faith. You have to think about it. Only by testing is real faith discovered. You know, we say we have faith, but how do we know it's real unless it's tested? A tested faith then reveals itself as a a true faith. And only that, then that faith that is tested can be strengthened. Secondly, suffering of the cross produced eternal salvation. Now think about that just for a moment. The evil and suffering of the cross. We're talking about Jesus Christ being uh, falsely accused, being falsely arrested, being beat half to death, brutally, shamefully, nailed to a cross, fully innocent. You're talking about evil and suffering? I mean, who would have thought that through the false accusations, the rigged trial, beaten to the point of death, being unjustly hung on a cross to die, all the tremendous suffering emotionally and physically, who would have ever thought anything good could come out of that? You see, the disciples at first sure could not see it at first, how anything good could come from that event. But God brought about the absolute greatest from the absolute worst evil ever devised on this earth. Think about that. God brought about the absolute greatest eternal salvation from the absolute worst decision and actions men have ever devised. He brought about eternal salvation. And then thirdly, suffering brings repentance. You see, pain and suffering sometimes are a means God uses to motivate people to surrender to him and to seek Jesus Christ for salvation. Sometimes God permits, he allows the decisions you and I make through freedom. He allows Satan uh, to do things, to waken people. I don't know how many testimonies I've heard of some type of accident or something, and they say, I just, it woke me up, and I realized my need for Jesus Christ. I realized my need for God. C.S. Lewis said this, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And so as we think about why does God not stop evil and suffering, well, removing evil removes our freedom, bottom line, and that's the biggest reason. But also there's potential for good to come from evil and suffering. And then lastly here, thirdly, suffering and evil are compatible with God's love when it is used to bring about a better good. We're asking how can these two things coexist, God and evil and suffering? 
You see, suffering and evil are compatible with God's love. They're not contradictory. They're compatible when it's used to bring about a better good. Let me leave you with this illustration. Now, I, uh, many years ago, uh, broke my hip in a four-wheeler accident. I love riding four-wheelers, three-wheelers, and uh, I flipped one and uh, really didn't know my leg was broke or my hip was broken. I drug it around for about a week, and uh, a teacher called my parents and said, you need to take this boy to the hospital. Something's wrong with him. His leg's turning aside, and he's dragging it around. Uh, but I, I had pain in my knee. And so they took me in, they x-rayed it, and immediately they were taking me over to the hospital. I had my hip was broken. And I remember laying there in the bed, and, you know, my knee hurt. Uh, but it wasn't, like, severe, terrible. I mean, it just was sore. I mean, uh, but then they decided they needed to put uh, some long screws in my hip to put it back together. And so they put me under. They cut about a foot-long incision on the side of my thigh. They went in. They drilled. They put three long uh, screws in the into my hip to put it back together, uh, stapled it up, and sent me out. I will never ever forget waking up from that surgery. I was in tremendous pain. It's all I could do was just to scream. And I remember they came in, put a shot right in my leg. I went back out. That happened a couple times. It was tremendous pain. What I'm saying to you is in order for that surgeon to correct my broken hip, he had to inflict more pain. You see, it brought about a better good. The pain that that surgeon inflicted on me, though I did not want it, though I did not like it, though I did not love it, guess what? It put my hip back together so that I could walk, so that the uh, the little bit of pain that I went in with became excruciating pain, but then it became no pain, and it corrected the problem. And so you see just through that idea there that how God can use suffering and evil and it be compatible with God's love because that surgeon, through his love of helping people, it was his love to help put my leg back together so that I could live a life where I could walk. And so our next question we'll look at on next week's episode is, okay, fine. We understand where evil and suffering come from. We understand why God's not stopping it, but then what is God doing about evil and suffering? If he's not going to stop it, we understand where it's coming from. What is he doing about it? Join with us next week and we'll answer that question. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.